If you are sitting at home next to your radio, you're hearing the music faster than you are if you're in the hall. Listening for the secret. Searching for the sound. This is The Sound Podcast with Ira Haberman. listening to Diesel Driver, the opening track from Spafford's latest release, Simple Mysteries. Earlier this week, to the delight of Spaff nerds everywhere, Spafford released the eight-track EP, Simple Mysteries. Nobody saw the release coming, though the band did tease on social media that something was brewing. Luckily enough for us, the surprise was indeed Simple Mysteries. The eight songs on the EP can be divided up into two groups, songs that the band have been playing for years and brand new songs that only recently have been showing up in set lists. I caught up with the band's bassist, Jordan Fairless, who engineered Simple Mysteries, to explain the surprise. 
Inevitably, our conversation got into other topics like fatherhood, the rise of goose, and more. Dude, thanks so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. You kind of hit everybody by surprise by releasing a new record, Simple Mysteries, on uh, Tuesday of this week. What made uh, the timing right to release Simple Mysteries sort of out of the blue? Well, we kind of like went back and forth on like how to release it. We've, we've been working on it for a while, um, you know, in, in chunks throughout the pandemic and then going back and forth with like mixing and mastering and finally like landing on it and going through the review process, especially doing it all like remote or like, you know, traditionally you go into a studio, hopefully record the album with the person who's going to mix it. And um, it's a, a different process when we were doing it through COVID. So between all the back and forth and everything, and, you know, we really wanted to start playing the music. We, we held on to a lot of the newer songs for a while because we didn't really want to start playing them until we got closer to releasing the album. And we thought, well, we got this, like, whole schedule lined up for next year. Like, let's just put it out and let people chew on it for, you know, this next little while and then really push it and, like, get these songs out there. So we just kind of decided to go for it, a little, a little trick or treat, a little, it's fun to tease everyone, you know, yeah. <laughs> start playing the music and then release the album. So um, it's cool. You have been playing a few of these songs uh, on, on, I mean, you're in the middle of tour right now, but you know, you, you've started playing some of these songs left on the runway and fake the fate. These are songs that have appeared so far in in the in the set list how have the crowds how have the fans reacted to these new songs um it's been great honestly playing new music is is fun for them it's fun for us um and you know everybody has their favorites but we've seen some like really strong reactions it always takes a little bit to like learn everything and you know we play like left on the runway and fake fate we didn't really jam any of them and then when we played Diesel Driver for the first time in Portland, we were playing it in soundcheck and Nick just kept going from the outro. We're like, oh yeah, let's let's have some fun with this one tonight. So all in all, the reaction's been great. When we played To the Nest and Simple Mysteries for the first time, our sound guy um, was like, man, that just like made me super emotional. And it was like, it's super cool to see all the different reactions and to see, you know, how people feel about stuff that we've been really excited to play but also having to contain our excitement because we wanted to wait um until like i said closer to the time to release that stuff so i think it's been really good and it's been really good for us creatively to have new new music playing you know and that's kind of like tip of the iceberg because a lot of stuff during covid you know we kind of chose to like keep to ourselves and do our our thing in our studio um and you know we didn't really we didn't really get to get out that much but we worked on a whole bunch of stuff and like this is the stuff that was like shipped and ready to go but we're just really excited to be playing new music and I think with that comes like you know for me personally on this tour like we found uh, a kind of like it sometimes it can take a little bit when you start a tour to like hit a groove and really just like get in that zone where you're like patient and you're feeling comfortable on stage again and like you know you take a little break everybody goes and does their thing and then you come back and sometimes it's like 
like, oh, there's all these people here. And they're so excited and like revved up that like it takes a little bit to find the patience. But for for us on this one, as soon as we hit the stage on Salt Lake, first show tour, it was, you know, felt like we've been on the road for six months. Like everything was so dialed in. I think a lot of that, you know, we started the 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 tour with a brand new song. Um, and I, I don't know, there's something magical happening around that, I think. And I think the, the level of patience and execution of improv on this tour has been some of the best in the band's history. Uh, I've been listening to the whole tour on Nugs and, and you guys are absolutely hitting your stride, um, which is great. Um, the sound is a little, um, I mean, Diesel Driver is, is all kinds of prog rock, like where you are, and, and heavy too. Um, uh, and a lot of the songs on this new record, uh, even, even, you know, the songs that you've been playing and that have been part of the repertoire for years, they all seem a little heavier and a little bit different, I guess is the best word than, than the, than the live performances. Is that intentional at all? Um, I think a lot of that is just like the recording process in a way. And, you know, the, the take of the person who mixed it, like Matt Rufino is an incredible um, mixing engineer, also recording engineer. I mean, he's got, you know, multiple Emmys under his belt. He's really talented. He's, he's fun to follow on Instagram because he talks about how he makes like his, you know, whoever, and he's mixed, like you name it, and he's mixed them like live on air and how he like just really captures the sound. And I think some of, you know, the bigger, the biggest, uh, the, the sound is big on the record. And also what we were going for, like, you know, some of our previous recordings, like we just get out our M32 soundboard and like record everything through that. But for this one, we got like a lot nicer preamps and um, converters for the tracking process. So I think the natural sound of like recording on like SSL preamps through a really nice converter gives like a bigger sound. Mm -hmm. and so that's partially what we capture and partially like what was mixed. And also just, you know, we, we are like we started as a rock band playing in bars and like, that's still in our roots. Yeah. Jamming almost like we, we, when we were first getting started, like we jammed some, not nothing like we do now because of the evolution of things, but you know, we we're a rock band. We we're driven around vocals and play tons of covers and stuff. So I think that's always there under the surface um especially for me that's like you know my bread and butter is just like good solid rock music yeah. um so i think a lot of that comes out like in the album and in the recording process but, but also in the mixing and i'm super just blown away with what matt was able to do because like i i did all the engineering on the album like i did all the recording and editing and all of that like overseeing microphone placements and everything else but then like taking it and we got done i was like guys i really like i'm really proud of what we've done here but i really don't want to mix this like mm -hmm. i think what we've recorded here is really incredible and i think that we should get someone else to like mix it and then get someone to master it because like we've done our first album that we did and then um, gaff tapes and then ton of our live stuff like i just did just because you know it's I, I love recording and very passionate about audio, but it was really nice to like send it off to someone else and see what he came up with. And I think what Matt did is just like absolutely magical. I love how big the drums sound and the guitars and everything. And, and like, you and you were really up in the mix too, which is great. Yeah, turn that bass up. That's all. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I like I tell the sound guy, like, no, I play the bass, but like, I don't just want it to be like a feeling. I want you to be able to hear the notes that I'm playing because they're super important. Is the pound, I, I know that, you know, you guys, some of you have moved east now. Is the pound still the pound and you still have the studio back in Arizona? We still have the studio back in Arizona, but the pound will, will live forever wherever it ends up. Um, mm -hmm. That's just the name of, that our studio has been dubbed that we could call it like the pound two, you know, if we move somewhere else. But that'll just always be where it is because the, the original pound, there's a, a, a company called Francisco Studios in Phoenix and they have a bunch of locations. They got locations in California um, and they just rent out like these super large rehearsal studios to so the first one that we we're ever in. We called the pound because we would go outside on like breaks from playing and like go outside and get some fresh air and there's like dogs and cats running around. <laughs> and it was also like our compound and like, you know, there's various reasons for how it became the pound. But currently we're we're still we have a space in Arizona that um we use and like we did our last tour rehearsal, tour prep there, um, and it's still there. But, you know, if eventually we do migrate that space to the east, it will still be forever the pound. The other thing that's cool that's happened over the pandemic um, is both you and Brian have had kids. Um, and I'm, I'm curious about I think we've talked I think I've talked to Brian about it already, but I'm curious about how it's impacted your life and, you know, being away when you're on the road and even just coming home for a couple of days now, how, how has story changed your life? Um, I mean, there's like such a like inspiration and, you know, I would see it in friends in the past and like people that I knew that had children, but it definitely like changes something inside of you. Um, of, um, inspiration, termination, all of that. It just changes the way your brain works my intention on the road and like really going out there to do my absolute best, but also, you know, looking forward to like returning home. Um, and like, it, it's, it's difficult, especially now. I mean, my, when I left, my daughter was two months old, which is very, very young to take off and gallivant across the country for six weeks. So I have a lot of gratitude for my wife for, really, you know, stepping up and keeping the household in order while I was away. It's, it's a lot, you know, taking care of a newborn, but um, she's done an incredible job and we look forward to being able to bring story out and get her a little headphones and bring her to her first sound check and do all those things. And also just share like all the stories and all the music and everything. And like, I look forward to being able to include my daughter in those experiences one day and you know writing and like everything it gives all different sources of inspiration you know writing different kinds of words and stories and other things like that so it's it's just incredible it's been the best thing i've ever done you know <laughs> i've heard through the uh through the rumor mill well not really the rumor mill i'm friends with your wife on facebook um Apparently, you enjoy bath time. That's what I hear. Is that is that true? It's the best. It's so <laughs> fun. You know, I'm like, I love, love bath time. Um, it's a, some of our, our favorite time together because it's just funny watching, like, this little human being that doesn't really know what anything is and, like, how she'll, like, smile and laugh at, like, the water. Yeah. And, like, 
it, it's just it's super fun and then getting her all clean and putting her to sleep you know it's like <laughs> it's the best and like you realize like pretty quickly that you know they hand you this life form in the hospital and they're like here you go it's like yeah. oh man like i am responsible for this this little thing that i have the help to create and like i have to take care of it and make sure that it's clean and fed and sleeping and you know we had to scare she got sick um when she was about five weeks old and like you know just realize how helpless they are and like you literally you can't do anything like we're good we spent a couple days in the hospital with fever and you know it's just it's crazy but it's also like super amazing to be you know responsible for for something as well i've had dogs for a long time but it's not not safe yeah (laughs) um Getting back to the album for just a second, Simple Mysteries has a mystery at the end of the song that I just found out about. Um, there's the the whole meditation part, and then it, it goes into uh, acoustic guitar. Can you tell us a little bit about the surprise at the end of the record? I know it's, yeah. Yeah, we, we had this like synth pad going um, at the throughout simple mysteries there's this it comes in and out there's this like big synth pad and then you know we layered all these like different sounds which like the more you listen to it the more you more you kind of start to hear it we layered all of these things like um there's this line tangled in the strings right before the vocals and the drums get really big on simple mysteries where like we were sitting there tracking the guitar and i'm like dude can you try like taking your pick and dragging it up where like the strings start like not over the strings and like make the sound so there's this like cool sound there that like we then layered in after we left and like we had the synth pad going and red just kept it going afterwards i'm like hey keep that going keep that going and he just started twisting knobs and literally just recorded the synth like letting it play out and manipulating the knobs and then throwing in guitar things and then we added some like a bell tree um to a couple parts on the intro to the nest and and simple mysteries and so we just started doing all these things and adding like more and more stuff then i found all these sounds there's actually the sound it's like this beeping sound that the the battery to the door code going into the studio was like dying and so it started making this noise and nick recorded i was like we should record that and like put it in something and nick recorded it and sent it to me and i took it and like manipulated it and ended up putting it in there we found just like all these different sounds and like same thing like brian was recording some acoustic guitar for um simple mysteries and we kind of just let it keep rolling and he just messed so like all of that acoustic guitar stuff is just one take of just sitting there playing funny i didn't i didn't put anything on the bass but i helped to uh create and you know form that whole thing and we just kept layering and stuff and layering stuff and ended up with this like super cool um kind of like meditation noise thing yeah it's dope and i heard peanut the cat is uh purring a bit uh, yeah rest in peace peanut um <laughs> i recorded his cat purring one day and he just sent the sounds everybody was just oh i have this sound oh i have this sound i'm like all right now 
put some reverb on it, do a little thing, like blend it in there, you know. Is the ability now for you guys to record with, you know, you taking the lead and recording and engineering stuff, is it is it just that simple now that you guys can just put out albums on your own? Like you don't need a ton of help at this point? Like, you know what you're going for and, and you just do it? It's definitely an option. I think there is something to be said about going to like a studio in another city and really just spending time with an engineer and also the like the focus that I could have on the album changes um, when I'm not recording and editing and doing all of that stuff, but it is well within our, our means to be able to do so. I think the biggest thing that it offers moving forward is like, it cuts down the amount of time that you actually need to spend in the studio once you get there, because we can sit and track and record an entire album and get it ready to go so -hmm. that we know all of the parts exactly everything's there you have all your tempo maps you have all of that stuff um lined up and then you can take that and go somewhere or we can just record on our own as well whether we want to you know crank out some singles or do anything like we have this entire like super nice um home studio built out now with a lot of nice preamps and converters and stuff and like the ability to really record like really good clean sounding recordings because you know the the preamps and especially the converters make a lot of difference in um your finished sound and how big and open everything sounds um and like having the options you know mostly tracked on um ssl and these universal audio um preamps there's like a four bank universal audio like tube um preamp with some uh, 1176 is like built into it that's like super nice to record into and then also the variable harmonic distortion ssl preamps are super nice so a lot of the stuff we tracked was through those um and just having that stuff and the ability to just just bust it out and record and do everything is is a super nice thing to have so i think it does open up the possibilities a lot for either recording ourselves or putting something together and like having an entire album pre-produced when we walk in or something that you can send to a producer and like, here's the album, they can listen to it, get ideas. And then you go in and it cuts down that time that you're actually spending in the studio. So once you get in there, it's not like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> it's like, oh, we got a pretty good idea here. So um, You're back on the road for most of November. Um, and then of course, uh, New Year's in Arizona um, and plans, I guess, Although it hasn't been announced yet, plans are to tour in the new year, obviously, right? Absolutely, yeah. We put out um, a string of dates yesterday. Um, right. More to come as we solidify and get those things out. But yeah, we're we are uh, we're back. Like it took a little bit. You know, we did a couple tours, but I think for everyone now is really experiencing like, okay, live music is back. Like, obviously, COVID is is still around, it's still a thing. It's still something that you got to watch out for, but, you know, staying safe and uh, following the best practices available and doing that, like we are, we're back and I think we're, you know, ready to start getting back to, you know, we've been a a touring machine since 2017. Yeah. So we are, are back and ready, ready to rock. One last question while I have you, Uh, Goose performed on Kimmel last night and I know that, 
Uh, it wasn't too long ago where Goose was opening up for you guys. How how thrilled are you for 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 the band? It's just incredible to like watch that um, kind of transform for them. And like you know, I think we did like an, an interview about at some point of like we had just gotten off the road with them of like you know sharing all this stuff with them and like watching them go from like <laughs> a couple dudes like rolling around in a van with like none of their own stuff to like elevating this performance and watching it and like everything that they were able to achieve over the course of the pandemic and all that stuff like couldn't be happier for them and like proud to watch someone you know within this scene like really take things to the next level and it's super amazing Cool. Thanks for taking the time, dude. I know I caught you uh, being very busy, but thanks for taking the time. <laughs> and uh, and good luck on the road, and we'll be listening. And hopefully we'll catch up with you again on the road real soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. For tour dates and more, visit spafford.net. If you like what you hear and want to learn more about the band from its fans, visit spaffnerds.com. Before we leave you, let's listen to the title track from Spafford's latest eight-song EP. Here is Simple Mysteries.
You've been listening to The Sound Podcast. Technical production by Adam Karsh and Andrea Ruse. Inspired by the music we love. For more, visit thesoundpodcast.com.